As a country, we need to be vaccinated, but what are your rights as an employee? We saw the Deputy President David Mabuza doing his rounds of the vaccination drive, pushing the 40 million uh, by December. Joining us this evening is labor law expert and founder of Mulatudi Attorneys, Mr. Osborne Mulatudi. A very good evening to you, sir. Good to have you with us on Metrevem Talk tonight. Thank you, Tammy, and thank you for having me on your show. Good evening to your listeners. Good evening, sir. Now, first of all, is it possible that this practice... Uh, which is mandatory vaccination for employees, could spread to other companies as well? Um, indeed. Um, and it will do so in the context of the obligations placed on employers in terms of the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which requires employers to maintain and keep a safe and healthy working environment. Now, as matter stands, we know that scientists are telling us that uh, COVID-19 related illnesses are transmissible uh, in a place where there's access to members of the public, there's going to be interaction between fellow humans, etc., and that the only one way or means to limit the transmission is for employees to be vaccinated. So one can foresee that employers, in complying with the direction that was published by the Minister of Employment and Labor on 11 June 2021, that they will then follow suit to what Discovery and lately Salam have decided to do, i.e. to implement a mandatory vaccination policy in their respective workplaces. This is probably two-pronged. There are the employees who actually work for um, the company. And in some instances, there may be patrons who do business at the company. Will this also perhaps even spread to to patrons? So only the vaccinated, for example, may go into a particular building or make use of particular uh, facilities. Indeed, it will also extend to those who will be in charge and or in control of uh, buildings, um, you know, entertainment areas, uh, public uh, places, etc. To the extent that they may put a requirement that only those who are vaccinated will be allowed to access those uh, places. A typical example is stadiums. As you may have observed in the UK, that the football stadiums are um, packed to capacity precisely because they have implemented that requirement that only those who are vaccinated will be allowed to watch soccer matches um, live at the stadium. And uh, we have now heard that in South Africa, the PSL and SAFA are attempting to go that route and precisely in order to encourage uh, South African citizens, and in particular football fans, to be vaccinated. Uh, in this context, however, we mustn't forget the rights of the vaccinated employees, the citizens, versus the rights of the non-vaccinated employees. I think the focus has largely been more on those who are refusing to be vaccinated. But at the same time, I would urge your listeners to also think about the rights of those who would have taken a decision and exercised their right to be vaccinated 
as to what impact will they that have in their respective workplaces. Just to give you an example, would you want to work with a producer who is not vaccinated, while you, as Ms. Kanin Guveni, you are vaccinated? So that's another angle of the debate that South Africans uh, must embrace going forward. A, a very interesting point that you bring up. When I think about those dynamics, one being vaccinated and the other not being vaccinated, is the vaccinated person not at less of a risk than the unvaccinated one? For example, if there's anybody who has anything to complain about, it's perhaps the unvaccinated person who, should they contract the virus, could find themselves in ICU or even facing death, while the one who has been vaccinated is actually not likely to find themselves in ICU. Yes, they would contract the virus, but the level and the extremity of the impact of the virus on their bodies is not going to be as severe as those who are unvaccinated. Talk to us about those dynamics. Who perhaps is most at risk? Indeed. And, and that is a, an interesting dynamic that most employers will face. But basically, this is about competing rights. You know, the right to work in a safe and healthy work environment versus the right to your bodily integrity and religion or whatever reason that you may have not to be vaccinated. So the employers uh, will try and balance those rights by following what the direction uh, published by the Minister of Employment and Labor uh, requires employers to do, i.e. to do what is referred to as a risk assessment. Risk assessment will enable any employer to be able to establish which category of employees work in a high-risk area, i.e. where they may have access to members of the public, saving members of the public, having interactions with others, uh, versus those who may be able to work in isolated uh, places, those who may be able to work from home. And by so doing, will then be uh, in a position to put in a compulsory uh, vaccination policy like discovery. I mean, uh, if you look at discovery, a lot of people go in and out. Salam, a lot of people go in and out with uh, daily queries, mining companies, retail stores, etc. And from that perspective, then employers will be able to force employees or to require employees to be vaccinated. And for those who refuse, then the employers will be expected. Mr. Mr. Mulatudi, let's take a breather for two seconds. We'll be back with this conversation in a moment. It's uh, 7.51. It's exactly 7.53 as we focus on... Uh, It's exactly 7.53 as we continue to focus on the policies that have been put in place by the likes of Discovery and Sunlum, making it mandatory come 2022 for their employees to be fully vaccinated. We are in conversation with Mr. Osborne Mulaturi. You mentioned there some really interesting scenarios and environments that employers can put in place. Uh, in order to make sure that they do comply to the Occupational Health and Safety Act. Are you then saying that being fired is not necessarily the direct and immediate result of refusing to be vaccinated? Yes, it shouldn't be a, a, a direct result. In fact, employers are expected to provide further opportunities 
for employees to reconsider their decision not to be vaccinated? And how do they? Uh, how are they expected to go about it? To refer employees for counselling, to refer employees for further medical assessment in order to assess whether there's any contraindication insofar as their uh, health uh, status is concerned, because an employer will not want to be settled with an employee who may have uh, underlying conditions, and yet that employee refuses to be vaccinated, and yet that employee has access uh, to members of the public or um, has interactions with a fellow colleague. And, and, and the employer will only be able to make that determination after conducting a proper and full risk assessment. From, so, what you, mm, from what you're saying, Mr. Mulatudi, it, it comes to mind that we could actually have a scenario where employers can even create working groups of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Would that be an option, for example, that, you know, if you're talking about a, a crew, for example, or you're talking about a particular unit, that can be a unit where those who are unvaccinated can work together should they choose, and those who are vaccinated can then also work together as a core team should they choose. Is that a likely scenario? Well, some employers may devise those innovative means to try and accommodate all their employees. Remember, the first price is to get employees to be vaccinated. The second price is to protect the employees' job securities. The third price is, is what, what no one wants, is for those employees to be terminated on the grounds of either operational requirements or incapacity. Operational requirements is like retrenchment because the employer would say, I can't be able to get you to do A, B, C, and D job because you are not vaccinated and yet you continue uh, to have uh, access to members of the public interactions. You have, you have underlying conditions at risk. If that position is not going to be replaced, then the employer can terminate for operational requirements. If the position is to be replaced, then the employer will be required to follow what we refer to as incapacity procedures. So to answer your question, yes, some employers will, will try and be creative, innovative, to accommodate all its workforce. It's not nice to be fired for refusing to take a vaccine when, in fact, an employer can um, uh, do more to convince and all tragedies and related uh, to try and get a vaccine. The same way as we would want employers to provide ARVs for HIV and AIDS to show that it's the same way that we would expect employers to be vaccinated for flu, uh, etc., uh, polio, you name it. So this is the same way. And that's what the scientists are telling us. Until such time that qualified scientists tell us otherwise about the vaccine, then that's the route we need to go, uh, uh, Tani. Mr. Osborne Mulatudi, thank you very much for your insight today. We've got uh, favoured at a prayer wife on Twitter who asked what will happen to those who refuse. But I think you really have answered that for us in quite detail, giving us options that employers have. Uh, in order to be compliant to the Occupational Health and Safety Act, uh, perhaps creating isolated places, making provisions for workers to work from home. Uh, They'll look at the risk assessment and then categorize you accordingly. Uh, But ultimately, they may even retrench you for what they say are 
operational requirements and in-capacity procedures. Mr. Mulaturi, thank you very much once again for your time this evening. Mr. Osborne Mulaturi is a labor law expert and founder of Mulaturi Attorneys. Thank you very much for all the voice notes that have been coming in regarding this particular topic. If you haven't yet contributed, you may do so. The number is 079-191-4270. We'll play those voice notes in just a moment. But perhaps uh, let me go through one or two tweets. Um, Matlodi Malope says, Customers will have contracts revised to include that clause in their policies. Um, He says, TJ Ndala says, people will buy the certificate of being vaccinated. Uh, That's according to TJ there. And one more message is from at BBW Maturity, who says, the train is moving. I foresee banks joining and retail. Mordecai says, honestly, I'm just tired of this vaccine. The main issue here, nobody wants to take responsibility. People are nursing breadwinners after their jab. Nobody talks about this. It's frustrating. A housewife sent me an SMS this morning telling me about her husband who's been three weeks in bed. That's from Mordecai. So various number of views are coming through on the Twitter handle at MetroFMSA as well as at Life with Tommy. It's eight o'clock.